Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. I give you thanks that we have a place of worship. We have a place that we could come to and consider your ways. We can see the realities of your kingdom and your desire for our lives. And I just pray for deliverance and for healing. And I pray, O oh God, that your kingdom might be established in our hearts, not as an imposition, but as a welcoming. We pray, Lord, that you would prosper your word in our hearts and that our thoughts would be saturated with the meditations of your commandments, that we might have peace, that we might have joy, that we might have prosperity. Father, and pray in Jesus' name that you prosper your word in our hearts and that we would not subvert the truths of your kingdom and that we would not foster and supplant things that are not supposed to be growing in your garden. Transform our thoughts and our minds that we might present ourselves living sacrifices to do and to know and to fulfill your perfect will. Use your word this morning as a double-edged sword. Use your word this morning as a light that shines. Use your word this morning as bread that feeds and nourishes our spirit. That we might be transformed from glory to glory, even to your likeness upon the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. In 3 John, we read a verse that is really powerful for our understanding of God's desire for us. 3 John chapter 3, verse 1. I think it's uh, just 3 John 1, 3. And there, the Bible clearly says what God's desire is for each one of us while we're uh, running in many directions. It says, For I greatly rejoice when brother came and testified... Uh, to me in verse 2 it says beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health just as your soul prospers prosperity is the order of God's desire for our life prosperity means things are going well and they're being fruitful prosperity means that you have peace that you have joy and that you're walking rightly in the purpose of God the opposite of prosperity is ruin and ruin is all things out of order all things out of order. Your dad is acting like mom. Mom is acting like dad. Your children are acting like Bruno Mars in total rebellion and confusion. The result of lack of order is confusion. I want to uh, put a dot to dot here so that you can know that when you love and fear God, you're able to obey God. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. John 14, 15. If you love God, this precedes obedience. You cannot say you love God without obeying Him. So our foundation for obedience, and trust me, there was nothing more rebellious in this world than my life before I found the love of God. And knowing the love of God, calling me to begin to walk in His order, allowed me to search out His commandments, His desire. 
Love leads you to obedience. Obedience precedes order. Last week we talked about obedience, and some people thought, well, why is he talking about obedience? He wants to tell me what to do. No. If ever you hear obedience coming to your life, it's because God wants to put your life in order for blessing and prosperity. Don't, don't look at obedience as something that is uh, stalking you for your destruction. Obedience. Obedience is so that you can see the glory of God. And it precedes order. You can never see the order of God without being obedient. And then some of you want peace in your life, but uh, before peace comes order. So obedience leads to order. Order leads to peace. And peace leads you to prosperity. And if you take that circle backwards, you'll lead yourself to ruin. You go from being a fruitful person to losing your peace because you have lost your order, because you have lost your obedience, because you have lost loving God above all things. You're walking in your own ways, in your own sight. Joshua 1.8 says like this, if you were to consider all the instruction of this book, and if it was on your lips to meditate on it day and night, so that you be careful to do everything that is written in here, then you will make your way very prosperous and successful. Very prosperous and successful. Um, I see the young men who have been walking with me in this church for the last 20 years, and there's one common denominator in them all. They are very successful and very prosperous. Very successful and very prosperous. They have learned the way of obedience. They have placed their families in order. They, they enjoy. I, I love seeing their children. You can see their children are looking for ways of where does God want me to stand because that's the way of blessing. That's the way that I'm going to avoid ruin in my life. Second Chronicles 24.20. We need to see this very uh, quickly. Our children last night were talking about in at the Living Stones group, they were talking about the Spirit of God that comes over our lives. And the Spirit is a Spirit of blessing that puts our life in order. You, you can't be filled with the Spirit of God and not do what God wants. So 2 Chronicles 24.20, it says, Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, son of Jehoiada, the priest. He stood before the people and said, This is what God says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands and keep yourselves from prospering? Look how he, he puts prosperity in line with obedience. And, and I want to ask you this morning, why do you not follow the commandments of the Lord that lead you to a better life, to prosperity? It must be that we are yearning for a masochism. We want to suffer in this life. And some people will go to the extent of, of making their life horrible so that their parents could know that they're upset. And this was the likes of Esau who said that he went and married the women he wasn't supposed to to get back at his father. And so some young children will do that. Uh, foolish, foolish. If your parents have wrecked their lives, uh, you should desire not to do the same thing to your children. And so you begin to listen to God so that you can tell them, you know, our grandparents didn't do it the right way, but we did. And so you guys have peace. And so he says, he stood before the people and said, this is what God is saying. 
Why do you disobey the Lord's commands and keep yourselves from prospering? You have abandoned the Lord, and now he is no longer with you. You've walked away from God? Get ready for the effects of being without God. It's horrendous. Um, the, the only aspect that I can think of opposite order, the opposite of this message, is something called world-changing chaos. Chaos is when everything really is twisted. Chaos is sitting, somebody, sitting next to somebody at church that God wants to give prosperity and blessing and peace, and they're ignoring the word of God. That's chaos. Prosperity is one that says, you know something? God is, really loves me. He doesn't like my suffering, and he's giving me the tools to prosper. This is his desire for our lives. So verse 19 of that chapter, the previous verse, he says, He sent his prophets to them to bring back to the Lord. Though they testified against them, they would not listen. So obviously, you will know the people that are set on ruin, chaos, confusion, disorder, are people that do not listen to God. And they're disconnected. They don't want to follow the ways of the Lord. 2 Chronicles 26 some chapters down the road, verse 5, it talks about the life of Uzziah. And it says there that he had forward progression that equals prosperity. His life was going forward as long as he listened to God. And you can read that with me. That as long as uh, this man, he sought God in the days of Zechariah. This guy, Zechariah, the high priest, had understandings in the ways of God, in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, as long as he was connected to God, God made him prosper. God opened doors. God miraculously blessed him and made him fruitful and flourishing. I, I love the, the, the verse I was, I was reading this week. Um, I believe it's Psalm 92. I'll look for it here. And... It says, as long as we listen to the Lord, we will flourish in his gates. And that is Psalm 93, 13. The devil doesn't want us. Uh, we can start at verse 12. Psalm 92, 12. As, as long as the devil wants to subtract our glory. Listen to me. Uh, the full expression of prosperity. Can you say the word beautiful with me? Beautiful. That's prosperity. Now, the full extent of ruin has a word. It's called ugly. Can you say ugly? Okay. So you have the two. You have beauty. God makes everything beautiful in his season, in his time, after people listen to him. And then the opposite of beauty is ugly. Is the opposite extreme is ruin. And things get so ugly, like Miley Cyrus last week, right? So ugly, so out of order that people flinch. They're like, Will Smith was like, oh no. His family's like, oh yuck. It gets ugly. It gets super ugly. And your life is not to be like that. Your life is beautiful. And I can't wait to see it. The flourishing of the expression of a flower. And says Psalm 92, in verse 12, it says, so is the righteous. Those that listen to God the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. Even in their old age, verse 14 says, they will bear fruit. They shall be fresh and flourishing. 
to declare that the Lord God is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. He's an awesome God. So I was taking a picture of a flower that was in our dining room last night, a sunflower that had been there for about over a week, and it began to wilt. It was ugly, ugly, ugly. Okay, it was out of its season of prosperity. And, and so that is what many lives become. As long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. As long as we're planted in the house of the Lord, we're flourishing. And I'll tell you why. Because God is constantly calling us to order. 1 Corinthians 14, Paul was telling the church, God is not a God of confusion. Some of the parents that say they worship God are very confusing to their children. Very confusing because they know all the scripture in their head and they do none of it in their life. I love what Pastor Rivera said on Thursday that uh, the word excuses is not in heaven. There is no excuse. It's part of the vision of this church. Um, There is no reason why you're not doing what God has called you to do. There's no reason. You can't put an excuse to it. You're just not doing it because you don't want to do it. Um, And there's not any going around it. But nonetheless, he says, God is not a God of disorder, of confusion, but of peace. As in all the gathering of God's holy people. Our worship is a worship of order. Our worship is a worship of order. If you're out of order, God says, stop worshiping. You're a clown. Don't come to me. Raising your hands, talking to me about God when you don't have a right relationship with your wife. He says, go and make peace first and then come and worship. Go and put your life in order. You'll see this all throughout scripture. You cannot say that things in your life are, um, are out of order and that you have right relationship with God. That's not consistent. Our worship is consistent with a life of order. James chapter 3, verse 16, the total opposite. It says wherever there's a personal self-seeking, wherever there's envy, you find the, the opposite expression of order, which is every, I don't know if it says, uh, it says wherever there is self-seeking exists, there's things out of order, and every evil thing is there. You have partnered with Satan. When you want to walk out of order, you are just giving, you're, you're shaking hands with the, the gates of hell, and you're saying, I want things in my life to be out of order, and it says every evil spirit is there, everything twisted. So here on one expression, we have a God of order that leads to peace, a God of all things in their place, according to his instruction, by divine mandate and counsel. And then over here you have, I'm not going to listen to him. I'm going to do my own thing. And then you're establishing a kingdom of disorder. And there you're invoking spirits that are there in, in Satan's realm. Satan's realm. Things out of order. I want to continue to see uh, Romans 2.8. We see another expression Those that are self-seeking are those who are not obeying truth. When you say, what is self-seeking, pastor? You're not obeying truth. And so Romans 2 and verse 8 says, but to those who are self-seeking, they do not obey truth. They're one and the same. 
but they obey unrighteousness. And this is where the devil got me uh, when I was a young person. I said to the devil, the devil said, you're never going to be a man of God. You're never going to be able to listen and obey because you're just a rebel. And I said, it's true. And then I asked him this question, why do I obey you? Why do I listen to your stupid thoughts? Why do I listen to when you tell me to do things that are wrong and I do them fast? And here when Jesus tells me to do things right, I don't want to do them. And then I end up ruining my life because you're a liar. And, and I can obey. I'm just obeying the wrong person. To those who are self-seeking are those who do not obey truth. And they obey unrighteousness. That's, that's the crazy thing. Look at it says. They are obedient but to the devil and to demons and to evil spirits. They obey unrighteousness. They will receive indignation and wrath. Indignation is the agony of confusion. Things twisted. I see some people's life so twisted. We go to verse 9 and it tells us what else they receive. Verse 9. Tribulation and agony. There's that word anguish. On every soul of man who does evil. On the self-seekers. First to the Jewish. Then to the Greek. To all peoples. So in these two expressions of uh, self-seeking and not obeying truth, your life becomes ruins, becomes anguish, becomes tribulation, becomes twisted. And those who fail to order their ways, this is the life that they come. Now, what would God promise in Psalm chapter 50, verse 23, if I acknowledge God today, I said, God, thank you for this word, because I was, I was thinking life was a nightmare, life is upside down, I'm confused, I don't know if I'm a monkey, I don't know if I'm just uh, an alien, but God, what if I glorified you and I put you in your place and began to magnify your truth in my life? What would happen? And God says, whoever offers me praise glorifies me. And to him who orders, there's that word again. To him who orders his conduct aright in the right place, because you could order it wrongly, I will show my salvation. I will manifest. I will show up. I, want, I, I would like to see, and this is why... I continue to pastor because I've, I've had the advice. Some people have told me um, the first day the church opened up, a, a person called a friend of mine, personal friend of mine, um, he says, are you crazy? Why do you want to be involved in the life of a whole bunch of crazy people? You're a lawyer. You, you're, you're just in the middle of building your family. You don't need... To open up a place where a lot of people are coming with nightmare after nightmare after nightmare of craziness. And you know why? One, because I love Christ. But two, because I know the power of God. I know what God did with this piece of junk. I know what God did with this rebel, this disobedient person. I see the glories that follow. And I cannot wait. I, this little boy, Julian, walked in here two and a half years ago. He didn't know where the roof was or where the ground was. He was climbing on the walls. And seeing what God is doing in this four-year-old boy who got here when he was a year and a half, two years old. I can't wait till he's 14. I can't wait till he's 21. I can't wait to see him be a warrior for, listen to me, here's what happened this week. One of our five-year-old little girls, she goes to school, and the teacher says, if you behave, you'll be on the Jedi list. You'll be a Jedi. So she goes home, and she says, hey, Mom, 
what's a Jedi? She says, well, in Star Wars, they fight. She goes, I'm not into that. So she went back to school, and the teacher says, okay, today you're on the Jedi list. She says, teacher, I don't want to be a Jedi. I'm already a world changer. She's five. I'm going to go be no Jedi. The force is with me already. It's called the Holy Spirit. And so last week, even as she was leaving church, she's five years old, and, and she grabbed some of our tracks. I think we have some tracks back there. We have some, some little tracks to win people to the Lord. We have even little posts, uh, like business cards to invite people. This is a special invitation. And, and she grabbed it, and the dad says, look, you already grabbed some last week. You already have some at home. You don't need more. She says, no, Dad. She grabbed one of the envelopes from the offering. She put the track in there. She put a little post-it. And she says, I'm inviting my teacher to church. Five years old. Some of you have never invited anybody. (laughs) Some of you aren't even thinking about other people. And this little five-year-old girl is finding out how she get her teacher to come to her church. And then with these world changers, I, I think uh, on, thir- on Wednesday when I came to church, um, one of the moms came up to me and she says, Gabriela was a little bit concerned. Actually, Gabriela had been in my office before the mom told me. And, and Gabriela says, you know something? Yesterday they were singing a song I didn't like. She was telling on somebody. And she goes, they were singing a song, Lord, let your fire fall on my church. It was, it, was, it was a choir song saying, the Holy Spirit, come and burn your fire here. And she says, Pastor, they were talking about burning down the church. <laughs> and she says, I didn't like that song because then where are we going to go to church? <laughs> and I was telling her, look, it's the Holy Spirit's fire. It's not real fire. So I came out here, and then the mom started telling me. But these, these young people are, are standing up strong for truth. They're standing up strong for God. They're not going to be talking garbage. They're not going to be fooling around. And this is the very reason why I have asked some older girls that are 18 and 19, please don't come back to this place. Because you have no right to be a stumbling stone to those little girls. You have no right to show this church and the young girls that are here, there's over 150 of them. You have no right to show them how to rebel and how to disobey and how to use your life for the glory of Satan. You want to do that? You go far from this place. Far from this place. But here we serve such an awesome God. I'm so grateful to, the, to how the Lord took me out of confusion. How he stripped us from all the chaos that was going on in my life. Last night we were, we were with the Caracol family. And I said, do you see the peace of God in our home? I didn't grow up like this. You see that there's no curse words. You see that there's no, there's no offense. There's no disrespect. This is the kingdom of God. This is God's goodness. And my kids are able to grow up in that. And hopefully they'll do the same thing for their kids. They'll establish the kingdom, the boundaries. They'll fight for God. They'll say this is the way of the Lord. They're not going to walk seeking their own disobedience. They're not going to walk. He says, if, if you praise me, glorify me, and, and order your ways aright, then I'll show you my salvation. Some of you haven't seen it because you don't order your ways. From ancient times, the peoples were to, to construct the worship. Ex- Exodus 27, 21, he says, in the tabernacle of the congregation, 
there uh, from outside the veil, which is before the testimony of Aaron and his sons. You shall order this Order these things. Order the time you worship. Listen to me. Some of you have no order. You, you have no sacredness. Sunday is the day of the Lord. Wednesday night Bible study, this is the day we come and get instructed with the highest degree. Well, my kids have school. My kids have a, listen to me. There's no better school than your kids coming here to the house of the Lord. I've done it for 30 years, and it didn't affect my schooling. I became a lawyer. I'm a doctor in jurisprudence. Uh, I, in fact, I prospered by meditating. On, Bill Goffin says, if you want to prosper in all your ways, meditate upon the word of God day and night. Then you shall be like a tree planted next to the rivers. You're going to prosper. You're going to be fruitful. And some of my friends went to Harvard, and they can't find a job. Some of my friends went to other universities and, and have, have, have dropped out thinking uh, life is about self. They have been filled with self. God wants to bring us back to order. God wants to bring us back to prosperity. In Genesis 1.1, it says God created the heavens and the earth. That's, that's number one. Look, look how twisted it has become from the time God creates all things. And how many know that God's a God of order? We've already said that. He's a God of peace. He's a God of righteousness. But already by verse 2, the devil has gotten in God's creation. Verse 1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, right there. And that God put everything in its place because he's a rightful, orderly God. But the devil already got his foot in the door by verse 2. Listen what it says. And the earth with, with no form, without order, and was void. Tohu and bohu. Tohu without form. I don't, I don't know what day of the week it is. I don't know if I'm coming. I don't know if I'm going. I don't know who my pastor is, where my church is, where I serve. I don't know what's going on in my life. And darkness was the result of no order. In the Bible, a lot of times it says that when there's no order, the kingdom of Satan is, is, is at hand. You're building the kingdom of Satan. There's a lot of confusion, a lot of disorder. There is no coming. There is no going. There is no right. There is no wrong. There is no mom. There is no dad. There is no children. Everything is just a mess. The woman I was on TV with was dressed as a woman. She's all transvestite. And she says, how is this violent? And I said, well... The word violent comes from violation. You're violating the order of God. And you're going to find out what violent is when you go to a nightclub and kiss a man and he finds out you're a man and not a woman. That's when violence is going to occur. And so God doesn't want us to walk like this. So he sends in the face of darkness, on the face of the deep, he sends the spirit of God. And the spirit of God begins to hover over the waters. And he's here in this place right now. And he's been really ministering the ministry of the word. And he's calling all of us back in order. We're resisting it like all out. I can tell when I'm up here preaching, some people are like, oh, Pastor, don't go there. Don't go there. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Those men who love God. And allowed the spirit of God to come upon their life. Allowed the word of God. And verse 3 says, God said, let there be light. He began to order all things. And by the time he was finished, there was a paradise. You're either going to live in a paradise of God's order or in a nightmare of your own. And those things that are ordered by the hand of the Lord. We see men like David. Psalm 199, 133. And this was his prayer. And I hope after day, it's your prayer. He would say, Lord, order my steps. 
that every step I take, every word I think, every word I speak, every thought I think, that they be ordered by you. Psalm 119, 133. Let's put it up there. Direct my steps by your word. Order my steps by your word. That's a proper translation. And let no iniquity have dominion over me. Don't let iniquity, which is doing my own thing, my own way, at my own time, at, with who I want, where I want, the times I want. Don't let that be my life. Let my life be ordered by where you want me to be, with who you want me to be, doing what you want me to be. When I find a young man in confusion, this is what I tell him. Begin to be obedient. Psalm 37, 23, after you say this prayer, you will notice that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he will delight in this way. That's what George Carrigal was teaching the men of honor on Friday night. When he says, don't leave the order of the boundaries God has placed in your life. Because you will see things you wish you would have never seen. You will hear things you wish you would never heard. And you will live a life that you will want to destroy quickly. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. God will be... Uh, find pleasure in you. Ecclesiastes 12.9 says, And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he gave good heed and sought out to set many things in order through many wise teachings. If you're hanging out with a nim numbskull, if you're hanging out with a nimwit, if you're hanging out with people that are showing you how to do things, how to put things together that are out of order, you will be destroyed. Moreover, because the preacher was wise, Ecclesiastes 12.9, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. I make it a daily exercise to meditate on wise words, being around wise people, making sure that I'm following after the order of God. My son is at FIU now. He's in his second semester as a freshman. And the teacher who's teaching world religion is saying there is no pure religion. All religions grab one from another. And I said, son, um, sadly enough, this man doesn't know the word of God. So you might know James 1.27. That God says pure religion. The authenticity to the highest form of worship. This is what it says in James 1.27. If I'm going to give God my best, it is this. To take care of the widows and visit the orphans. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. To visit the orphans and the widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That means the world wants to spot you. But to keep God's order is to say I'm going to put God's order, which is I'm going to take care of of women who need husbands and orphans who need fathers. So I'm going to raise up godly men that will be husbands and fathers. And I'll set my life completely in this direction. I'm going to, I'm going to work for the rest of my life to prepare myself as a good husband and a good father. And prepare other men as good husbands and fathers. Because it's the highest form of worship. And if your worship doesn't include taking your husband to a higher degree of responsibility and faithfulness to God and taking your children to understand how to honor mom and dad, then you, my friend, are not worshiping God. Malachi 4.6, the end of the Old Testament, it says chaos will strike the earth if a child is not connected with their father. Unless the hearts of the children are turned towards the father and the hearts of the father turns towards the children. The father's giving an example. The children 
following the example. Unless this is happening, he says, then I will strike the earth with chaos. The word curse in the Old Testament is chaos. Is things out of order. And there's no greater social statistic than this. A fatherless home produces the greatest um, degree of mental illness, of criminality, of things super twisted and defiled. The expressions of hell upon the earth are when a dad decides not to be a dad. And when a husband decides to leave the house. Titus 1.5, he says, for this reason I left you in the island of Crete, a Greek island, that you should set things in order, the things that are lacking order, putting elders in every city as I appointed, and let these men be perfect men, let them be blameless. But look what he says. This is Paul leaving one of his disciples. For this reason I left you in the Greek isle of Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking. Jesus says, when you come into the house, leave my peace there. How could there be peace with no order? So he says, come and establish the order of the kingdom. What is the order of the kingdom? Dad, you have to be like Jesus Christ. Mom, you have to respect and obey my dad as unto the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And a family that's able to walk in this wisdom will no longer live in chaos. I had a man come here. You guys know. We did the example. His son just killed himself four weeks ago. Uh, suicide, age 15 years old. And he has three more sons. And so he's coming now because he wants to put his life in order. He has a lot of money but no peace because there's no obedience. So he comes into my office on Friday night. He says, my sons won't listen to me. And I said, I got one question for you. Who do you listen to? Because I can show my sons that I'm an obedient father so they could walk in my example. But if you don't obey anybody, then they have no grounds to obey. We cannot ask our children to do that which they're not seeing at home. Our, our, our thoughts, our words, our actions are an expression of our obedience. Ephesians chapter 5 We'll see that God puts the family in order. Verse 22. No, let's go to verse 15 first. Ephesians 5.15. See that you walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise, because the times are evil and the days uh, we need to redeem the time. So he starts saying, wives, listen to your husbands. Ephesians 5.22. Wives, submit to your husbands. As to the Lord. I, I really think that when God does this, it's because the wife has a more capacity, she's the perfect helper, to walk in the direction of God's order so that the numbskull could get a, a, a little idea that, that the way of order is, is God's way. And so he's able to then tell the man, uh, uh, husbands, verse 25, love your wives. Verse 22, wives, submit to your husbands. And then verse 25, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And then it says in Ephesians chapter um, 6, verse 1, children, obey your parents. And you see God putting everything in their place. You see God establishing his order and his kingdom so that, so that prosperity might come over the house. Without this, the church is a wreck. God wants to order the family first, then he orders the church, the place of worship. 1 Corinthians 14, 40. Let all things that you do in worship precede the order of God. 
Let all things be done decently and in order. The Bible tells us that if there's any man among us who refuses to walk in order, that man needs to be requested to find another place of worship. Titus chapter 3 verse 10. A man that is a heretic after he's been called to order the first time, after he's been called to order the second time in admonition. Verse 11. No, let's go back. Reject, that means put away a divisive man after the first and second admonition. Verse 11. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinning and he's self-condemned. If you continue to want disorder in your life, I will be the first one to come over to you and say, sweetie, that's not appropriate. I remember when Brianna and Kayla came the first day of church. I brought them into my room. I said, hey, guys, come here. Look, here we're trying to see the glory of God. And we're trying to listen to him. And we're trying to walk in how he wants us to walk. But if you guys don't want that, and I thank God they do, if you don't want that, then don't come. Don't come here because this is a place that we can show the world how we flourish. God bless you. How we can flourish and grow in fruitfulness so that the people will see that we're not a bunch of religious fanatics, that we're not twisted in our head. I could call my wife and that will shut a lot of people's lives up. I said, I'll tell them like this. This is the result of two people that got together and didn't have sex until they got married. We did it in God's order. We did it God's way, and we're seeing the glory of God. Let's stand this morning. And you know what? We plead the grace of God to be able to live this out because he says his grace is sufficient. This is nothing that you have to struggle through. It's going to be the natural progression of your desire and God's desire. And I can't wait to see when your life is put in order that God has all the provision he has to see the nations. Listen to me. The nations, as my daughter walked into my office this morning, I said, honey, you are such a gift to this world because you will be the expression of God's goodness. You, they will see the God's goodness all over you as you pursue it. And, and she has to pursue it. She has to want it. She could decide, like Jesus said, I could take my life. I could put it. I could do whatever I want. But I want to see the glory of God in my life, in my marriage, in my family. I want to live according to his order and not have the devil trick me. Not have the devil postpone what God wants to do right now. Father, I give you thanks for this word this morning. We acknowledge that you've been leading us to this moment. You want to see us flourish. You want to see peace in our lives. And we could acknowledge one thing. We've been disobedient and we've been out of order. We have rebelled, and we have chaos. Lord, we give you thanks for the opportunity to repent this morning. If you want what God spoke of this morning through his word, just raise one hand so that you acknowledge him and he acknowledges you. Just raise one hand and say, I want to walk in that direction. Lord, look at the hands that are raised before you in your sanctuary. And I just pray refreshing on these people's lives as they turn their hearts towards you. As they have opened up their hearts to receive your word. That you might give them the courage to walk 
in a manner that is consistent with your instruction. That we might see prosperity, success, and peace, fruitfulness, and that confusion, lies, and darkness would be wiped away. That our lives would reflect personal, profound obedience. And that everything the devil has done in our lives to steal, to kill, and to destroy your peace and your fruitfulness and prosperity, we rebuke in Jesus' name. Everything that is out of order in our lives, our thought life, words that are out of order, that are coming from the abundance of our heart, running fast to things that are twisted and resisting your hand, we ask you to forgive us. And that in the coming days, we might have assurances of the fruit of peace. We might have the assurance of the fruit of deliverance we might have the fruit of our ways of obedience prosperity allow us to be obedient in all things for your glory for your honor in Jesus name we pray and the house of God says amen amen and amen greet one another in the love of the Lord